It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Hello, Reno. Reno's in. Vegas is here. ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas. Damon back. Running things at the Finley Toyota Studios, James and Cofield and Adam Hill. We're here at the Thomas and Mac, and we are kind of watching, tracking the NBA Summer League. I know Adam's going to be here all weekend long covering it. Uh, later on, we got uh, Scooped, number three pick in the draft in Portland, playing, on, uh, playing, and it's actually not really later on. It's up in the next 15 minutes. And then, of course, we've got Wemby, number one pick against Brandon Miller. So premium matchups, eight games on the schedule. They play games at the Thomas and & Mack and also at the Cox Pavilion. Damn, we need a facility with, like, four gyms because this place is freaking packed. There was a roar towards the end of the game. Woo! It is loud here. People are fired up. Um, and like I said, it's an international basketball convention. James just had a an Asian family walk up to him, and the little boy was asking something about basketball, like he needed some directions. I'm not sure if the mom spoke the English. autograph signing was, I think. Uh, was that what it was? I think so. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, there's, this thing is so gigantic. Where the NBA has come from, and it was always, you know, very popular since uh, Magic and Bird came in. They really took it to another level, and then... This thing being in Vegas since 2004 is massive. It's Big Four time. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Four at four. Number four. So I really don't even understand what the hell's going on now that the uh, Saudis and Liv bought the PGA, essentially. It's a partnership. But Liv still exists, right? There's still tournaments, and there's one in London. And I guess with availability, Brooks Kepka was talking about a teammate in Matthew Wolf, and Wolf said that Kepka's recent criticism is heartbreaking. Yeah. And I read this. Kepka, what Kepka said was, I don't think it was out of line. Uh, it was, it was tough. It was harsh. But I don't know who Matthew Wolf is. I know he's a you know a recent top prospect getting into the game, a big star on the NCAA level. But I have, I have no idea of his story and mental health issues. Yeah, he stepped away from the game for a little bit, but he's been back. He just hasn't been playing very well. And it's a team structure. It lives very weird, but there is a team element to it, even though it's an individual game, an individual tournament. Um, and so Kepka wasn't happy with how Wolf's been playing, and he said in an interview, I mean, when you quit on your round, you give up and stuff like that, that's not competing. I'm not a big fan of that. You don't work hard. It's very tough. It's tough to have even like a team dynamic when you've got one guy that won't work, one guy is not going to give any effort, He's going to quit on the course, break clubs, get down, bad body language. It's tough. I, I feel like I'm Brooks Kepka's teammate. It's, it's wild. Because breaking clubs and bad body language, I'm all over that until I start drinking heavily. And then I just don't care. It seems a bit much. All right. Um, so I pose the question, I feel like Brooks Kepka is an addict to fun. I can't make any other allegations, but we saw his pictures. He was the one who was at the Panther games, right? Yeah. All amped up. All amped up. So I, I don't know what he does in his uh, personal life, but I, I feel like he would understand. A fun addict would understand. Maybe take it a little bit easy on someone who is struggling with mental health issues. Am I wrong on this? Uh, I mean, I guess if you're just... Are you gonna you're gonna praise the father for beating down I, his son I, mentally and then well and then 
criticize a player for doing it to his teammate? 15 minutes ago, I was talking about Dwight Howard on a video driving his child to cry while he was training him, which, uh, you know, kid need, uh, kids need hard love. You want to be an elite athlete, you know, just don't count on your genes getting you to uh, seven feet tall because Dwight Howard is. You got to work. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you got to do it. But then, I mean, you're right. There is a flip side. Like, what if the, if the kid, and I'm not making a joke of this because that kid's pretty young, but the kid's like, Dad, I have mental health issues. Take it easy. Or you know that. Like, do you do you coach someone differently? Do you manage someone differently? You probably do. Well, you you might, or you might be somebody who doesn't believe in it, which I'm... Like the time, the time of the sort of principle? There are, there are, you know, there are people that are, I don't believe in mental health issues. Okay. And I'm going to, I'll just beat this out of them. I'm like, all right. I mean, I guess. If, uh, if Brooks Kepka ever has to go to rehab, I would assume Matthew Wolf is going to be pretty understanding about it. You, you would hope. He probably would be, but he probably shouldn't be. After this? I'm sure I mean, he probably would be. He seems like a pretty, pretty, pretty stand-up uh, I, guy. I got your point. Like yeah. after the way he's been treated here, maybe he won't be number three. Number three. I have no idea if you guys saw this. If you watched the video at the London Live, there was a flash mob. Uh, they looked like event workers, but yeah, I was gonna say it's not I, a flash mob. I don't know if they were, but let, let's just let's say it's a flash mob. Because the SO the other day, this is gonna be another, was showing me a flash mob of some dude who pops up often in California, and I was watching one of the flash mobs because she likes it, and out of nowhere on, uh, what is it, like 3rd Street in Santa Monica, at the back end of the flash mob, oh my god, it's Paul Abdul! <laughs> Which was kind of okay. cool. Alright. Um, on this show, is anyone a fan of flash mobs? Damon? Do you like... Are you, no. Uh, no, Damon first. <laughs> He's the happy person on the show. I don't mind them if they're not getting in the way of anything. You know, I couldn't take weeks of my life to try to learn a couple of dance moves. But, I mean, you know, more power to them. They're, I, I like that You said attitude. if they're not in the way. When are they not in the way? Well, they, <laughs> they're always in the way. Talking, they pop up in a subway. You walk oh. around them. They're on a busy street. Like you just said you walk around them? Like People on the subway have time to walk around these well, morons? I mean, it depends on which subway. It's, if it's L.A., it's kind of quiet, so you're fine. Sure. If it's New York, they're just going to get steamrolled. Are they? I mean, I, I don't, I don't have time for them. Here's I don't need them. What do they? What do they bring? What positive thing do they bring? Entertainment out of nowhere. No, it's not entertaining. Adam, would you just walk through their flash mob and be like, yes. I don't care about this crash? hundred percent. Stop. I'm not. I'm not like running them over, but I'll walk through like through the middle you of it. Not, you would not. You're such sure. a liar. You're so sure. weak. <laughs> just cut it out. I'm not allowing this nonsense to go on. You, you will do nothing close to that. I will. You will sit there and video. Do, somebody, somebody form a flash mob here on the concourse. Watch what happens. Right through it. Number two. You're such a tough talker. <laughs> uh, we were talking about USC in town, big uh, international fight week. You talked about the top of the card. Mention it again for the Reno audience. What's uh, real intriguing about the top of the card with the, the uh, main event, the co-main event? Yeah, uh, main event, co-main event, both have Mexican fighters. Uh, one, the first ever Mexican champion, Brandon Moreno, defends his title. Yair Rodriguez, uh, interim champion, is fighting for the unified belt at featherweight. So two Mexicans at the top of the card. It is, it's been wild. All the press events this week, all the all the appearances. The Mexican fans are out. The flags are out. Uh, should be a it. big moment, a, a, a turning point type moment for Mexican MMA. Uh, but UFC you, you absolutely. And Dana White, I think, admitted this. I saw some video where he's like, "We kind of blew it with Mexico. Yep. We haven't done what we need to." Based on how big it was and kind of still is for boxing it's a massive audience yeah. and they love combat sports yeah. i cut you off 
No, I was going to say it's not the only storyline on the card. Keep going. <laughs> so, uh, Bo Nickel might be the most hyped prospect in UFC history. And there's been a lot of guys that came around, like, this is going to be the guy. Bo Nickel has so much hype on him, and he's lived up to every bit of it. Uh, 4-0 as a professional, never been out of the first round. Uh, just has destroyed everybody he's been, he's been in the cage with. Three-time national champion at Penn State. So very, very good athleticism. Uh, obviously, a great wrestling background. Uh, and he's learned to use his hands pretty quickly. Um, he's he's so good. Did you mention what weight class? Uh, he's 185, but he's so mm. he's really so good. Interesting class. That his last fight, he was fighting a, a UFC veteran, a guy who's been around you know through a lot of fights in JB Pickett, and uh, Pickett stuffed a takedown. It took Nickel almost 20 seconds to get him to the ground, and people are like, oh, oh, little vulnerability, <laughs> which is wild. That twenty seconds was and, too long. I thought it would be. And, I thought it would be four seconds. Bo Nickel talked about it. He goes, "Look, I know that when I'm when I am this hyped and I'm this much of a favorite in my fights, like anything." And he said it did take me back. He said it, it was, I, I was taken aback a little bit when people in the in the audience were like, mm, mm, twenty seconds over." Took him twenty seconds to get somebody down. So he said, "Look, I know that's that's what I have to live up to." And He's going into a fight. His opponent uh, was injured, pulled out of the fight. Uh, there's been some allegations from Bo Nickel that, hey, I don't think he was hurt. I don't think he wanted to lose. But he had to get an opponent on you know five days' notice before his fight. And it's a guy who was undefeated, 7-0, but wasn't in the UFC. They signed him to fight, take this fight. Minus 1,000 favorite, Bo Nickel. Uh, Bo Nickel, right now, I've seen anywhere from minus 2,500 up to minus 3,400 for this Ooh. fight, uh, which would make him the biggest favorite in UFC history. You've mentioned before that when the number gets really high in combat sports, it can still have value. Could. Is uh, this one just too high? Well, I will say this. With Bo, this sport. Bo Nickel is very plugged into the betting world. Oh, yeah. uh, he actually does a uh, betting podcast a little what? bit. Really? Uh, well, he, he's sponsored by a betting outfit oh, okay. that, that he does. But uh, he, when he fought on the Contender Series, he was minus 2,500, and he said, it's too low. He said, you should go bet me. There's value there. And, oh, wow. And he did it again this week. Said, you know what? He's like, kind of ran the numbers. The math adds up. That's about how big of a favorite I should be. He's like, I still think there's value. Go ahead and hammer it. Wow. And there so will in. be. I'll call the person to Jabroni. There will be someone with money who will bet to win 200 sure. bucks. Uh, what I saw earlier is 97% of the money is on the underdog. Of course. Yeah. It's a lottery ticket. Yep. How many people have the money to bet that much to win that little? Number one. All right, the update people are waiting for a very big story and, a, and a, of major concern. We're all rooting for Wemby, the unicorn, the 7-3 player, 7-4, 7-5. He's going to be playing later on. The Spurs' number one pick, the Frenchman. Uh, he was violently attacked by a woman the other day, and uh, the woman got hit in the face. What's the outcome of this? Uh, no charges will be filed. Poor, poor Brittany. Uh, leave Brittany alone, I think we should go back to Need some Chris Crocker. Chris Crocker. Leave Brittany alone. Uh, poor, poor Brittany. Uh, saw, was staying at the same hotel as Wemby. Saw him in the lobby. I think asked, hey, who's that guy? She was told. And then they had, went to the same spot for dinner. So she said, oh, that's the guy from my hotel. I'm going to go try to get a picture with him. And as she approached him, security for Wemby took her out. She said they hit her in the face. Apparently, according to the surveillance video, 
they hit her arm and her arm followed through and hit her face. That is a great topic. Yeah. That is a great topic. When Justin Watkins is on next week, yeah, yeah what happens when you hit someone in, in their arm and they wind up damaging themselves with their own limb? Apparently there's no charges that are filed. Well, I don't, Damon, by what you sent over, uh, you seem to feel validated that she was hit. The video shows that she was assaulted. Yeah, do you he, still believe that? Yes, I do think that he still hit her. Maybe it's not as severe. Not as him. Season. It's not him. It's security. Oh, the security. I'm sorry. Not Victor <laughs> right. Wimanyama. Not women. Right. The security guard hit her, and the Spurs handled this terribly. Why? Not? I'm not saying maybe this guy, you know, gave Tim Duncan a piggyback ride 25 years ago. But fire the guy and just move on with it. I think the Spurs handled it terribly, and he did hit her. Can anyone just say, hey, I've got personal security. If you step to me, my, my security can hit you? It's like, or do you just have that certain status as a star? It's like that old thing where you're, uh, the bigger brother takes the little brother's hand and just keeps hitting him with it. Yeah. Like, why are you hitting yourself? It's that, it's that old move. Um, but I do, I do think Brittany made the best point, by the way. Brittany, I think, comes out very well, <laughs> I think. Uh, but I think she made the best point of all. She said, look, I've had security the last 25 years. Everywhere I go, I'm mobbed, which is true. I've seen her in town. She's mobbed everywhere. She said, I've been mobbed every day of my life. My security's never hit anybody, which is, that's a good point. Well, but this was inadvertent. Why, they they hit hit people? Why are you smacking at people in the first they place? They hit her on purpose. I don't think that's a dispute. Steve, if someone did that to you, are you going to take that? You know the answer. All right, then. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Uh, this hour in Reno is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. 766-1400 is the number. They've got offices in Reno and Henderson and Las Vegas. You can call from anywhere in the state. 766-1400. It's 775 in the north. All right, Spurs fans here. Webby fans. Don't lay on the table, though, sir, please. We've got expensive equipment here. These cameras are thousands and thousands of dollars. Fired up, fired up, fired up. Folks are fired up. Demond's back in studio. Just uh, broke some news to us. I don't know who we give credit to. I don't think we do that anymore. Uh, Adam Hill is here. He's a big MMA guy. It's Cofield. I'm a big combat sports guy. So I like all combat sports. And we got power slap going on tonight. We got UFC 290 going on tomorrow. UFC... International Fight Week is here, and Adam was bringing up an issue earlier that's kind of interesting, that Dana White seems to be more heavily promoting his power slap event during the week than UFC 290. You said it was his, is it his pin tweet? The or UFC's pin tweet. UFC on Twitter. If he pin, wants to make it his, that's fine. UFC on their Twitter account, their pinned tweet is power slap. Why can't they replace it tomorrow? What's the big deal? You got a whole week. By the way, he also, at uh, yesterday's press conference for UFC 290, wore a power slap shirt. Love it. Uh, he just announced a big fight. Damon, the big fight is in November. It's in November. Who does it feature? Johnny Bones Jones versus Stipe Miocic, and it's the biggest heavyweight fight of all time, I think. It's pretty big, and I would have loved to have seen it not to sound all bitter three years ago. If uh, Bones and uh, Dana hadn't been fighting over money, maybe two. When I mean, when Jones decided to move up, I think he could have moved up before that. Was my time way off? I, I figured he. I feel like he was out for three years. Yeah, but he said he said he was take he would take at least two years. Okay, so two years. We're quibbling over nonsense. So Miasic and Jones looks like it'll be November 11th, GFC 295 at Madison Square Garden. 
Um, Adam Hill won't be covering it because the Jets are here against the Raiders. Which also means, more importantly than me not being there, Raiders star Chandler Jones will not be there. Oh, he can't see his brother fight. Yeah. Like, I guess he could see it, but he's not going to be there. Why, why can't he? Can't go to, on Saturday night to New York? Why not? <laughs> okay. Tyree Wilson might be the starter by November at the position. Could be. You still, you still can't go to New York on a Saturday night when you play Sunday. What has happened to the game of football in the National Football League? Do you know what guys used to do on Saturday nights before games? Now we can't go watch a fight in New York and, and take a freaking charter back in four and a half hours, going 700 miles an hour, get back here in time, be ready to go for a football game? Come on now. I don't think it's... Back in my... I don't think it's going to happen. That's one of the more ridiculous back in my days. Okay, we'll touch on that a little more in the 5 o'clock hour. So that, that is a big fight. I'm I'm completely stoked about John Jones fighting at heavyweight. Um, I Again, I still lament the fact that he sat out once he was ready to go heavyweight, um, which he did kind of later in the whole process. But he could have been fighting. They got an no money squabble. Dana White told us back 2005, 6, 7, 8 that the blueprint of boxing was to do bull crap like that, not make major matchups, not fight over money, and then UFC did it. And they've done it with multiple fighters. So I feel like we're all in like a catch-up mode here with Jones because I, I can't wait to see him fight heavyweight, pay him all the money that he deserves, and I want to see him fight at least twice a year at heavyweight. I want to see him set a legacy where no one will ever mention, you know, Fedor or whatever. Whoever else you want to mention as an all-time heavyweight. I don't, you know what's I don't think he's interested in I don't in think there's it, a so. modern era of heavyweights that you can actually say there's a GOAT. At UFC, we always have these GOAT conversations, yeah. and I think 98% of them are premature because, because the, the, the sport evolves so quickly that the run for a lot of fighters is like three years, and then they're almost obsolete. They keep fighting. Like, Ronda Rousey is actually smart. She just got the hell out. Well, rumors are UFC 300, so. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I guess bring her back. Set her up with an easy fight, another it'll grappler. It would be Ronda Misha. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Like, don't you know? Don't beg Amanda Nunez to come back. Well, that'd be on the uh, Elon Zuckerberg card. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, you got me worked up earlier about the conspiracy theory with Twitter. Oh yeah. But I'm into it, man. I, I've been mad this week. I've tried to keep it off the air. I've been mad this week. It's affecting my life. I haven't really kept it off the air. I'll say I know. It right now. I, know I, I know. I it's know. annoying. Uh, very annoying. Very annoying. So, we got Power Slap in town, and Dana White is heavily promoting Power Slap. That's uh, you know the deal where the two guys stand at, in front of each other at tables and just slap. I love it. I love it. Combat at its purest. It's awesome. Uh, Willie wrote a story for the Sporting Tribune with a lot of Dana White quotes. I enjoyed the story. But you know I enjoy Power Slap 3. I'm not offended by the whole thing. You did not like Willie's story? I, I actually, no offense to Willie. I mean, he's a very good writer. Uh, I didn't get past. It was very early in the story. I had to stop. Uh-oh. Well, he, he made the Uh-oh. case that, that critics have been proven wrong. Did like, he let's, write, let's, okay, let's ignore. Let, let, we, let's, but you do this all the time. Does it say they've been proven wrong in the story, or is it just a headline? I believe, well, he did say uh, the the fans are 
triple whatever the it was, it was a comment about how many fans of the sport there are now we don't know who Which, writes- by the way let's all, let's before we get into what he said remember right. that this was yanked off of television during the first season because they want to do it themselves no because it, nobody was watching it no, they want to do it themselves no they were already doing it themselves nobody was watching it they yanked it off television this has been by all metrics except for social media attraction an utter failure no, it hasn't. It has. Um, it got pulled off of TV because, because they, nobody they got, watched it. It got pulled off of TV because they tried too early. MMA and, and UFC itself had about, what, a, maybe a 11- or 12-year head start. It's probably longer. The real roots of it go back even further. Tough was 2004? Uh, Ultimate Three or four, yeah, around okay. there. And they paid their way onto that, right. the Fertitta brothers, and Dana White running it, and went $40 million in the hole, but their product was ready at that point, and it had a worldwide following. It was a cult following, you know, with Pride, with other fight organizations. I think they tried to bring it to TV too soon. But you, you don't, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not bashing you, and but, when, but I, when I joke that you're not objective, you don't like the sport, but I do, I do not believe it has been a failure so far. Abject failure. But you, you can say that it was too early. I don't disagree with that. But you, I mean, you're ignoring the fact that it was an it was a failure on television. I mean, you could it, maybe it was too early. That that could be the reason. It was a failure, and you're leaving that part of it out. Nobody watched it. Well, if they had chosen to throw more money at it and stick with it, like the geniuses at American Gladiators, That's which was also fair. a failure early on, another massive American success story. We'll hit on the American Gladiators documentary that I saw and Demond watched, and I know you watched. Dana White, it's a different era. And I think Dana White has the attitude, just like he did at times with USC, and he couldn't really do this with USC because there's a lot more pressure to get it done. Uh, I think he's looked at mainstream and what you have to do with the mainstream and how little patience there is in the mainstream. And he's like, F it. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do it with this thing, Rumble. We're going to do it on the Internet, and it's going to work eventually. I mean, what does work mean? That's that's fine. It's going to work. It's going to work because they keep they're going to keep putting money behind it that should be going to UFC fighters. They're going to keep promoting it on channels that should be going to UFC fighters. They're going to keep using a successful business to promote a failing one. I mean, it'll it'll work in that way. And by the way, I've always said this is a perfect social media sport. It's perfect. Now I don't know how you monetize that. Good luck. It's not a television sport. It's not going to work on TV. It's not. It's short clips for social media is what's going to work. And if they can find a way to make that the sport, there, there's something there. So here's the question. And again, I'm not trying to dig on you because I don't have the answer either. How do we know they can't monetize this on social media? I think you can. Okay. Well, then but I'm that, saying just be... make it a – stop making it a like a, hey, we're going to have this big event. Just We're just going to film these and put them on well, social gotta media. you got to start somewhere. It does need to be a live event in front of some people. Yeah, absolutely. Because because the, the that's their problem, the downtime and the like, the setting it up and the explanation. Like nobody's watching. That's why it didn't work on TV. It works on. It's been working on Instagram. Slap. Next Dude, slap. I, next slap. Next slap. That's what works. I will criticize Dana White for a lot of things, but I'm not going to sit here and write off Power Slap and the problems with it in like the first year and a half of trying. No. I'm, I'm saying. I think they're going to. If they find it a out. way to just make they're, it slap, they're going to. Who knows? That, they might that's have. Fine. They might have. 
How many fights are on the card tonight? 13? They might have 25 in the future. Yeah, but it shouldn't be a, it should just be, hey, this is we're going to package this and just show slaps. And we're not going to have the silliness in between. We're not going to oh have introductions. God. We're not going to slap, 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 slap. That that's what it is. I'll tell you what. I'll make a prediction. I'm going to get my head ripped off for this one. I think it'll be the first sporting event in the sphere. Why are you not answering? You don't believe that? Yes, I do. I actually think think that would be a great grand plan. Now, the risk is the building is big, so it's not going to be like, you two play on whatever it is, November 20th, not November 20th, October 29th. You two plays in the, like, six weeks later. Here's the Wolverine slapping. Like, they're not going to fill an 18,000 seat venue. But no, they can build to not. it. No, they're, they're not, not going to go to the Palms because I don't know if that relationship has been repaired. But why can't does. they do something in the, you know, like a Park MGM type theater, have 5,000 seat capacity, paper the hell out of the place, and get going that way? I mean, I, don't, I just don't think it works as a live event. Again, oh it's, it's just a social. It's a, it's go, again. I'm not saying it's not going to be a success. It's going to be a success you're, on social media. I'm shocked how much you're fighting this because I sat with you watching the live power slap two, and everyone around us was going crazy, and you just sat there all depressed and annoyed, and we were going nuts about it at watching a live event. Going nuts, and you saw people going crazy about it. All right, we move into the second half of the show here. Cofield and Company as we're live at the summer league. Yeah, this will be an argument that uh, eventually I will win. Power slap will be a very popular sport. It will be one that gets over with fans on TV. But we're not going to have an answer for probably three years. So Adam and I are not going to spend the next three years every minute on the show arguing about it. So uh, I do want to get into the Gladiators, American Gladiators documentary. Wow, that was cool. That's coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Damon is back at the Finley Toyota Studios. Second half of Cofield and company, Steve Cofield, ESPN Las Vegas, ESPN Reno. Adam Hill is here, James, helping out as well. So we talk a lot of TV on the show because we watch between like seven contributors on the show. We watch a lot of TV when guys aren't super busy. And, Damon, I saw you send over a note almost, I think, requesting, hey, guys, I need some shows to watch because you watch something called The Idol, on HBO, did you get a did you get a whiff of this thing? Uh, I heard about it. I've not watched it. Damon, the worst show ever made. The Idol is flat out terrible. The Weekends project of hey man, I'm gonna try to be a TV star. Sam Levinson, the creator of Euphoria. I'm just gonna say it, Sam Levinson. You know the shots are great, but if you just want to direct softcore porn, just do that instead. No one's gonna you know judge you for it. But it was just one of those shows where it was just. Nudity for the sake of nudity to be shocking and provoking and, and, it, and provocative, and it just wasn't. It's like no one's seen this like, oh, yeah, The weekend. And The weekend, you know, no shade. I know I'm not the biggest stud in the world either. But the way they were just doing this to where, hey, this guy who's just, I'm going to spoil, spoiler alert. You guys going to watch the show? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, no, because I, I started watching it, but keep going. Okay, I'll just say it like this. Name your pop star, your Selena Gomez, your Miley Cyrus, your, you know, whoever. I don't think someone could just shout them out at the club and be like, hey, there she goes. 
and then that's how he gets her and just, you know, becomes involved in her life. He gives her a shout-out from the DJ booth, and she just says, I'm, the bi- I'm one of the biggest stars in the world getting ready for a world tour, but no, this guy who shouted me out from the DJ bar at a club. It, that's what's going to do it for me. So you thought it was unrealistic? Unrealistic and just what's the point of this? He's not the weekend in it? No, he's not the weekend in it. And also, you could see where the show, they were 80% done with the first director they had. And then reports are, just like the weekend said, yeah, I'm not really feeling the direction that the show is in. So 80% of the show's done, and then they bring oh, wow. in Euphoria guy. And you can tell from the shots, because the house is, I mean, excuse me, the show isn't in, in filmed like entirely at the house. They don't change locations. I feel like they blew through the $50 million budget the first time around, and then they come back with five new episodes. That's completely different. They recast a couple of characters. I mean, Hank Azaria was good in the show. I mean, you know, from The Simpsons. I mean, he was he was fun doing a weird accent. But besides that, it's just yeah. You watch the show the entire time, thinking I don't know how show business goes, but I don't think this would happen. So we're listening. I think Adam's <laughs> writing right now. He lost interest. No. Um, I'm. I'm. He I, said that's how it goes. I, I watched, and I agree with you. Like, if there's too much gratuitous nudity for me because I'm really creepy. True. <laughs> and when I watched it, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm like, I appreciate all these topless shots of this woman, but I'm like, I don't, there's not a whole lot going on here. Like, they lost me. Who's the female star? I don't even know her name. She, she looks like another female star, and that's why I stuck with it. I'm like, I kept, I was like, I think that's someone else. That's Lily Rose Depp, Johnny Depp's Does daughter. Does she look like Julia Stiles? Johnny, De- Johnny Depp's daughter. I, I think I looked that up, and I still wasn't that interested. Because, like, like he said, the story doesn't go anywhere. And then the other thing is, I, I got to say, uh, like, DeMond got a little uh, self-deprecating. I got to say, like, I'm not a looker, but, and I, I know musicians can be just horrendous looking. You know, Lyle Lovett could be, a, you know, my doppelganger. Um, but, like, even he... They get women, but like on TV as an actor and his looks, The Weeknd is really, he's creepy. He's weird looking. That's slander. I'm just telling you. But if you he's, ask him, what all the interviews, he's like, oh, the character's supposed to be creepy. You're supposed to think okay, that this well, guy's he, a loser. He did a brilliant job. What about an Uncut Gems? He was, he was brilliant. Playing himself, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't good. And like I said, if I don't get hooked by uh, lots of boobs, then that, that's a bad show. Let's do a giveaway. 364-1100-364-1100. We got soccer back in town in just a couple of days. Next Wednesday, July 12th, CONCACAF Gold Cup semifinals. We got a four-pack of tickets. DeMond's going to hook you up right now. 364-1100, caller 7, CONCACAF Gold Cup semifinals. Four tickets at the Al. It's a 7 o'clock start next Wednesday. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. If you do not win these, go grab them there. But... DeMond's going to give out a four-pack of CONCACAF Gold Cup semifinal tickets. 364-1100. Caller number seven. All right, we're getting some results in. We'll get you updated on some of the uh, high scores and some of the games. Earlier results, uh, T-Wolves 102-88 against the Pelicans. We'll talk about the Nuggets a little later in the show because Julian Strother, local and Gonzaga guy, Played in that one. We actually had Willie Ramirez talk to the coach of the team, so we'll grab that audio in just a little bit. On the Bucks side, Drew Timmy, 12 minutes, 7 points. 
Again, I don't judge too much from summer league. You don't know what the I mission think, is in I think terms you can of completely make a determination. Right. I I learned my lesson very early on. Uh, one of the early years of, and I will tell the story forever forever because I'm a jackass. Um, one of the early years of the summer league, I was over in Cox Pavilion and I'm watching a little guard go, and I was watching. I'm like, I don't see the sizzle, the pop. I mean, I I don't know. I think he was picked too high. I was like, I don't think I like Chris Paul. Well, he didn't really mount to me. He hasn't won a title, right? No. <laughs> right, exactly. That's what I was saying. Yeah, exactly. He's never going to win a title. It's all that matters. Now, I was, I was an idiot. Um, although, then every time I tell a story, you counter with, well, Giannis, yeah. I knew it. Yeah, I did. So you nailed one. One. That's what I'm saying. One. But it, was, it, was, it wasn't the fact that he, was, he came out and dominated. Yeah. He came out and didn't play very well. We just watched him and said, that guy's going to be amazing. In fact, in fact, what I think I said is he's going to be the best player in NBA history, which I was wrong. But best player in the game for a long time, and I still think he might there. be. He's up there. It's just because he was taking, he would take the ball down the floor. He would get a rebound in like four steps, dunk it. Right. And you're like, what? What was that? He's got guard and small forward skills at nearly seven foot. Yeah, and I think and he had like length forever. I think he had like seven points and four rebounds or whatever it was. I mean, it wasn't a great. But you, you just watched and said, wow. Now there's plenty of guys that you watch and say that guy's going to be amazing, and they're bad. Like you just don't, you don't know. But there's just certain traits you can see from guys when they're playing against this level of competition. You say, okay, like he he's playing against some of the best players in the world, and he's got it. Let's talk a little Las Vegas Aces. Breaking news, by the way. Kelsey Plum, she's playing. She is going to play. Yep. Okay. Well, that's good news. Wasn't the game the other night fascinating? They almost lost. No, they didn't. What are you talking about? They're down 14. Uh, smart people made money off that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What the number go to? Uh, I, from what I heard, like plus two ten. Not bad. Don't ever do that again, bookmakers. No, it was a big mistake. I mean, that's a, well, the, the problem with live betting in a lot of cases is that it's it's all computer. Yeah. But you can't treat this like a normal team. No, but it, it, they also can't. I mean, you, you just take the betting down. I mean, right. you, you can't sit there and. Fire away lines when there's you know ten you know there's ten baseball games going on and all these other things like you can't just hand make lines so you got to rely on the algorithm and the aces break the algorithm. There's four games tonight. Uh, it feels like the entire league is 500 except the Liberty who are 12 and four and we played the audio yesterday of the Liberty complaining about their travel, which they have a case. It took them 13 hours to get here for that Thursday game against the Aces and that is kind of ridiculous. Like, I wouldn't even book yeah. that flight. I would. Oh, I mean, my, my choice would be I just wouldn't go. Um, but the league, you know, tonight there's there's four games, 8-9, 9-7, 8-9, 8-9, 3-13, 5-12, 8-8. Vegas is 16-1. They won the other night, as Adam said, without Kelsey Plum. They are just one action away, a win or a loss by Minnesota to get back into that Commissioner's Cup thing, which... If they're in it, they'll host a game, and they'll be playing that in August, and it'll make a uh, a four-game run of playing on Friday, August 11th, Sunday, August 13th, then on the 15th, and then Thursday, August 17th. So, oh, and they have a game 19th too. So, so that could be the like I, I haven't counted all the games. I mean, at that point, they could be whatever. I'll just guess at the number of games. I don't 28 and two. I, I know you said 39 and one yesterday. The march continues. They're not going to go 39. I think 37 and 3 would be a. I'll say. Willie didn't take the bet. I think I said it. I, I put it on 35. 
And I said, if they win 35, I have to go over 35. He, he wins on 35. It's not a push, and he wouldn't take it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's... If you're, if I you're, like, but you just say you're like, I mean, they're not going to go thirty nine and one. Okay, thirty six and four. Yeah, I mean, at some point they're going to first of all rest, and you also well that run, that, that run right there is insane. Yeah, we also saw what happened. You know, Kelsey Plum didn't play, and it affected yeah. their team greatly. And by the way, you were watching closely the other night. Uh, Jackie Young left the game for a while after taking a shot. She looks like she's okay, but she was out, and Candace Parker twisted her ankle, and she came back to the game too. But I mean, those things can happen, uh, and I don't. At some point, they're also not going to take the regular season seriously anymore, too. They're going to have letdown spots. Well, letdown spots, and re- they're going to load manage. They should. Ooh, that is a good angle they on, absolutely the, ba- should. on the back end of the season. Yeah. Becky Hammond's like an how, NBA coach, by le- the way. How pissed off will you be if, say they are, say they are, I think they'll lose a game in that stretch. At least one game in that, whatever it is, five games in eight days. So say they're they're sitting at, like, 26 and 3. They're clearly going to be the number one seed. How mad will you be if they don't load manage as they try to go for 37 oh, they, and 3? They have to load manage. Well, by the way, who invented it? Didn't the Spurs kind of invent load management? Where did Becky Hammond come from? I don't know. Becky's pretty competitive. She came from the Spurs. Compet- competitive is load managing. 37 and 3 would be an unbreakable record. I don't, I don't think they care about regular season records. They care about championships. That's why the Spurs invented it. They care about championships. And Becky Hammond comes from the Spurs organization. That's where she got her you know, her coaching start. That's where she learned how to do this. And she's a Greg Popovich protege. Uh, Damon, I know you're not a gigantic gamer like John Von Tobel is. We were talking about that yesterday. Um, do you like NBA 2K? Yeah, Steve, you missed my story. That's how I got my nickname, DeMonster, because I was just dominating 2K. Right, nobody gave you that nickname. Yes, you did. made no. that up yourself. Adam, they, I was dominating the house. Nobody. People. Nobody I, called you that except for you. Yeah, it was high school. You know, they were like, you're DeMonster. And I was like, yeah, you know, I was that good at 2K, man. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah, you're right. I did. I heard the story, <laughs> but I didn't I didn't hear specifically NBA 2K. 2K, 2K legend. Okay, so, yeah. So, but. how good are you at um, NBA 2K23, the WNBA version? You know what? I'm going to be honest. I've never played the w, with the WNBA what? stars of the game. No! Don't don't make me look like a bad guy. The why, story. Are you, why are you sexist? <laughs> See, exactly. I didn't know this existed. My Yeah, well, you can, you know, when you're picking your teams, you can also choose the WNBA teams oh, as well. Wh- is it included on regular it's a, NBA it's 2K? Included, it's included on oh, the regular WNBA. I thought it was a separate game no, that it, they marketed because I was also reading, because I actually did read the story you sent over, that they do it for you know specific nations, and they'll have, mm-hmm. they have legends. So the, the, uh, the, for the French, they'll have, I guess eventually, Webanyama, but you know it's the Gasol brothers are on there. I forget who else was on there. Uh, but they, they market to different audiences. Yeah, so you have the game... And you've never played wow. the... What? The monster is sexist. The, mo- the monster has never tried to play with the aces and just dominate there? No. Okay, you got me. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to defend myself anymore. We trapped you. Yeah. <laughs> you set yourself up. Moving. I just thought it was an interesting story, guys. Well, who, who's on the cover? It's got to be one of the Las Vegas aces. You would think. No, but it's Sabrina Ionescu. Oh. Well, I mean, this is another reason. Well, she married into the this, Raiders. So. This is another reason 
to destroy more motivation. It's another reason to destroy the Liberty. She's on the Liberty, right? Yes, yeah. she is. Okay. I mean, but she gets the signature Nike shoe. She's on the cover of 2K. I mean, I know Asia's got her ruffles, but it's, it's when it comes to that, being the face of the league. That commercial is terrible, by the way. What, what does the she Ruffles do? Commercial? She's she's on the Ruffles package in the vending machine, right? And she's, they're like taunting Charles Barkley into buying them. Is the Kelsey Plum inclusion in the phone commercial better? I think so. It's very good, very good, real good. Oh, always like that commercial. Sorry, I had to go whispery Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, she looks good. Sorry, Darren Waller. My best. <laughs> Um, uh, now I can never I'm, interview again. You can't. I'm also just still caught up on Damon trying to claim his own the nickname. monster. That he made his own nickname and he's what? trying to claim other people okay. bestowed it upon him. By the way, key key question. Have you gone on threads? Yes. No? At Demonster? You better be Demonster and you better change your Twitter handle to Demonster. It must exist. Nope. No one's taking that. Demonster's my password for everything. <laughs> Why would you? Whoa! All right. All right log, log in your bank account right now. Dude, hack we've got speakers up. It's like hack me if you A hundred people just heard that. Their numbers can. Their numbers combined. You know, special characters. Is there any? What? What are the numbers? Yeah, that, that's too much. <laughs> I mean, you know, but why would I make this up? There? Demonster, guys. Classic. Everybody. Yeah, man. You should have been there that night. I was running the gauntlet on 2K. <laughs> man, couldn't be stopped. 2025. Give me the odds on who will be on the cover because it will not be a Las Vegas ace. It will not be a member of the Liberty. Give me the face off between Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark, and Haley Van Lith. Oof. Who, give me the odds. Reese has to be a pretty big favorite. But a lot can happen. Like if Caitlin Clark. She have one or two years left. Is she in the league next year? Next year. But I think the the problem is Haley's tied to Kobe. Like, so that's going to help him. She she's a she's a Kobe you know protege. So what, what if she's nine points per game? I don't know if she will be, but I, I mean, th- and that shoots twenty eight percent. But I, I just think, I just think you might try to they might try to capitalize on that aspect. And I do think that's the reason why Sabrina's on this cover because Kobe is on the men's, you know, like the standard version. Well, and the Nike tie. Yeah, so I understand why she's on it, but I'm just saying, so I'm Asia Wilson, stay you, your you, spot. You're giving us some details. So, what, if you are on the cover, you get what? Lots of the video game, and you get sneakers. What else do you get? No, you don't get it. I mean, you just get the cover athlete. I don't think you get like a bonus or anything for being the cover athlete, but you get All the right. recognition well, of the league in 2K saying, "Hey, your face is going to sell some games." Now. Nope. Okay. Well, well no, I'm, I'm speaking. No, I'm speaking as the agent for Angel Reese. No, I want a minimum of two million dollars. Okay. That's, then we're going on the next person. She's gonna make two and a half million dollars the next two years in NIL. Sure. Well, we're going. I'm not to the going next on the stupid NBA, WNBA version of NBA that's 2K. Fine. That's fine. We don't want you then. Or if you actually, if you tell me that's gonna make me ten mil more because of the fame from it, then maybe. But I, I want to pay that. You're not just using it, my face on a game. Yeah, I don't think it will. I think I think it's I think it's just appealing to. Hey, enjoy this. It's a nice honor. Another hour on the way here at the Thomas and Mac. We'll get you updates on the action early on. This hour is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Give them a call anywhere in the state of Nevada. Seven six six fourteen hundred.